Hello, welcome to Extremely Shy Podcast. My name is Kevin. I'm your host. Vancouver Magazine just featured the Extremely Shy group in their top stories in their July-August 2013 edition. So grab a copy and have a look. To me, this group is slowly becoming part of the fabric and culture of Vancouver. And it's definitely a validation that we are a great group for sure. I want to wish Ivy and Ben a happy birthday. Hope you guys enjoyed your shared epic birthday celebrations. Well, speaking of epic, uh, recently we've had some epic events. The biggest of which is the 200 people two-year anniversary party at Steamworks in Gastown. I'd like to thank Steamworks for letting us have their Uber lounge to our group without charging a cent for a rental fee on top of our food and drinks on the long weekend night. I also want to thank Ian and Jeff Watts for their efforts in making arrangements for this gigantic event. In June, we had a big time potluck and barbecue at Kitsilano Beach with about 75 people. Nothing like spending a nice afternoon outside in Vancouver. Ed did a lot of work in hosting and organizing this potluck barbecue. Ed also did the June Mingler and got an inspirational speaker, Suzanne Price. It was a wonderful night of friendship and inspiration. Ed, your tireless work on big epic events has been a huge hit with the group. So give yourself a big pat on the back. On behalf of everyone in the group, I say thank you, Ed. Another event of note is the Cards Against Humanity Improv Show at the Real Theater on Broadway. We had a fabulous night laughing our asses off at the hilarious shit they do on stage. I want to give a shout out to Daniel Chai, the creator of the show. He and the rest of the Fictionals team did a great job in bringing Cards Against Humanity to life. I would definitely love to see the show again July 17th at 8pm at the Rio Theatre. 1660 East Broadway. We will post the event on our meetup page for you to sign up for. Tammy hosted a party at her house for us. She let us play on her trampoline and play video games. It was definitely a great time. Thank you, Tammy, for opening up your house for us. This month, we have events from minglers to Tons of street festivals, to ballroom dancing, to video game night. I can't list them all. Uh, Go check out our meetup page. There's something for everyone. The rest of this episode will be dedicated to video games and video gamers out there in the group. I've been a gamer for over 20 years. I've been playing video games since I was a little kid. Video games grow up from a kid's toy to multi-billion dollar industry on par with Hollywood. This upcoming holiday season will see the release of Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Xbox One will be $499 and PlayStation 4 will be $399. 
Xbox One comes with a Kinect, which is a body movement sensor with a camera, a mic attached to it. However, Kinect will always be on and will transmit data it collects to Microsoft. PlayStation 4 does not have a camera or a sensor and a mic with it. There was a huge controversy earlier about the Xbox One requiring an internet connection at least once every 24 hours to play games, as well as a license fee for any used games you buy or borrow from a friend. There was a huge outrage in the whole gaming community. Let me elaborate on the whole controversy with the Xbox One from Microsoft. It has really drawn attention to consumer rights in the digital age. When you buy a video game for $60 plus tax, do you really own your copy of the video game? Or if you buy a song on iTunes, do you really own your copy of the song? Or are you just paying for a license to use it? That's a good question to ask yourself. When you buy a game, should you have to check in with Microsoft for permission to play it? Or should you play it whenever and wherever you feel like in complete privacy away from Microsoft? Who really owns the game that you supposedly have bought if you have to check in for permission to play it? Do you really own your own video game in that case? When you pay for a game, developers and publishers of that game got their money. When you sell a game, should they charge the used game buyer a fee to play it? It would totally devalue whatever you are selling when the buyer has to pay more money on top of paying you to buy a game off of you. Should developers and publishers of games devalue their games for you when you buy with your own money? So let's say when you buy a used Toyota car, should you have to pay Toyota, the manufacturer, again on top of the used car seller to drive off with the car? I mean, the, the new car buyer before you already paid Toyota. So should you have to pay Toyota again? Should you have to check in with Toyota to get permission to drive the car every time you want to drive the car? Companies do what they want to make a profit. And they don't care about you and me and our rights as a consumer. Microsoft was at risk to lose billions of dollars, so they removed these online and used game requirements. Sony's PlayStation 4 has been relatively controversy-free. As it stands today, PlayStation 4 has two big advantages. It is a more powerful machine by all accounts, and it's $100 cheaper. What do you think of the Xbox One and PlayStation 4? Write to us in the discussion forum. I have a special guest, Jessica from Cat Context Podcasts, and also a member of our group. We talked about video games, from Mass Effect to Final Fantasy. 
If you love video games, this is a must listen for you. I have uh, one of our fellow members, Jessica, with me on the show. Uh, she is also a fellow podcaster. So uh, let's give a big hand of applause to Jessica. Yay! Hi, it's happy to be here. <laughs> How are you today, Jessica? I am doing very well. It is Saturday and it is not raining, so I am feeling pretty good. Yes. <laughs> it, it's an all right day. It's uh, cloudy. It's not... Uh, but it's not raining, so that's good. Exactly. It's not raining. Yeah. It's not cold because it's been really cold lately. So I, I have not been excited about our cold summer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, hopefully it'll warm up soon and uh, I'm looking so. forward to it. Yeah, I think next week is supposed to be nice. So maybe finally we can get out and do some outside stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a gorgeous view. We're looking at North Vancouver across uh, Burrard Inlet. And... Uh, yeah, this is a gorgeous <laughs> place to record. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's an inspiring view, definitely. It's a lot of fun to be able to see, you know, all the ships coming in and out of the harbor and, and all the cruise ships, of course, come in and dump out all the tourists all the time. And yeah. So, yeah, there's always something to look at out the window. For sure. <laughs> I love doing podcasts, and it sounds like you do as well. I do, yeah. yeah. I used to do radio shows in college. Oh, so you did? Okay. I did. So this is like I the natural extension. <laughs> yeah, so this was a it, – it's not that much different from doing a radio show, except I can, like, do it in my study in my pajamas, so that's yeah. even better. Yeah. If you say something wrong, you could just edit it out later. Oh, and I so do that. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to make myself sound really smart later. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm a fan of editing. Yeah, all right. So uh, you've, you're also a gamer. I am, yeah. yeah. I'm so, a big um, gamer, definitely. I love it. What sort of games do you play? Um, mostly PC stuff, mostly MMOs and RPGs. Um, really whatever is going on. I'll, I am terrible about buying new games. Um, even if I don't have time to play them, I'll buy them. And uh, so anything that's new and shiny, I will have to buy and play a little bit of. So, okay. yeah, lately I've been getting into uh, an MMO called EVE Online. Heard of EVE Online? Yes, yeah. which is a pretty intense. It's like full-on PvP. If you die, you lose all your ships and, and everything. And uh, you can, I don't know, fly around the galaxy and make money. And it's... Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's very sci-fi, very hardcore. <laughs> There's okay. some angry people who want to blow up your ship all the time. Okay. <laughs> it sounds a little bit like Mass Effect. Yeah. Oh, and Mass Effect. I, I've played many, many rounds of Mass Effect. I, I love, love Mass those. Effect. Yeah. Me too. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Did uh, you play three? I did. I've played, I finished all three. Oh, nice. What did yeah. you think of the ending? Oh, wow. The controversial <laughs> ending. Yeah, this... Well, let's uh, give the listeners a little bit of a background for those of you who are uh, gamers or who are not familiar with Mass Effect, a trilogy of game, heavily story-based by a company in Edmonton called BioWare, and it's published by a company in Vancouver called Electronic Arts, which I'm sure most of you have known because, or know about EA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, they're huge. a big employer in Vancouver, and it's a very critically acclaimed trilogy. And a lot of people love it. There's, there's a lot of, there's a whole universe of Mass Effect out. You know, you can get Mass Effect clothing now. Clothing, yeah. yeah. I've oh, seen yeah. people wear N7 clothing. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, so they've done a lot of spin-off stuff. Yeah, it's it's like it's like the next Star Trek Star Wars. It is, the next, yeah. In terms of the next great sci-fi 
I agree. Yeah, it's definitely a, it's a great sci-fi world, and and I think the big thing that people love about Mass Effect is you can kind of choose. Everyone plays the same main character, but you can choose how your main character interacts with the world. So, are you going to be good? Are you going to be bad? Um, you know, are you going to be nice to people? And I think people really like being able to be who they are in a game. For sure. Yeah. 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 So this and the latest one, um, number three, opens up with Vancouver um, actually being destroyed in an alien invasion. But yes. it is Vancouver, and you could see the aliens kind of the are skyline. called Reapers. Yeah. Yes. So it was pretty fun to see our city get blown up. <laughs> yeah, I got a kick out of the beginning of uh, Mass Effect Three. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so you asked me about the ending. Yeah. Okay. For those of you who play Mass Effect but haven't played the ending, um, so please stop right now because I'm going to go into spoilers skip 15 minutes okay the ending I thought was was alright mm-hmm. um, I I only saw the, the extended version oh, okay, not okay. the original ending yeah and um, I, I was somewhat satisfied with it it didn't answer all the questions mm-hmm. but uh, I can see I can understand why some people might be upset um, right. Yeah, my ending was I destroyed the Reapers. Okay. And um, and I also destroyed all the mass relays. That's the one I picked too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's hard to not pick that one. And if you don't know, for folks listening, this when it came out, this the ending was a huge controversy. There were a lot of really angry people. For sure. I mean, people were calling like the Better Business Bureau to complain, and you know, it was it was a little silly. But I I wasn't that excited about the ending, but mostly because I had invested so much into these characters and into this world. And in the ending where you destroy the Reapers, you kind of dismantle the world. I mean, you end the whole Mass Effect. You know, they can't go across the universe anymore, and and I just felt bad. I had I had ruined my universe. <laughs> so yeah, I was a little upset at the ending, but I mean not as much as some people were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I believe in my opinion I I feel that that's the best ending. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you feel that way as well. Oh, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Some people like the 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 compromise ending where um, humans and synthetics uh, fuse together right. all our DNAs fuse. Yeah. And, and we become half robots and half organic beings. And um, I, that wasn't one I, I liked. So. No, yeah. you had spent three long um, games chasing down the Reapers and stopping them. So at the end, I, you know, I'm not going to compromise. I'm there to stop the Reapers, darling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I spent three fucking games exactly. trying to save the universe. Yeah. I. I, I I better damn do it exactly. at the end of the third game. So anyway. there's no compromise at the end. We were saving the universe, which yeah. you know we we did. With the mass ending. relays were collateral damage, unfortunately. But I'm sure I believe in you know the all the races can can figure out how to build mass relays again. And I'm sure the, the unit there, the whole galaxy will thrive that's one day thing. again yeah you know? yeah you, that's you have to believe that and, and i did like the ending i expected my shepherd to die at the end so i wasn't surprised by that but i i did like um you know it, it was good from that perspective sort of you know you save the world you are the hero you know that's what you're there for for me shepherd didn't die oh really she well i played with as a female shepherd and she, 
Her, she reached her hand out of the rubble. Oh, you had that ending. Oh, I'm jealous. I want to go back through and play so I can get that ending. Well, you don't have to. You can always YouTube it. <laughs> no, no, it's true, but it's not the same. I know that my shepherd is dead. I'm yeah. sorry. I spoiled that for you. I, I thought you knew about that. I, I did actually know that you could do that, but I was not diligent enough to do it, unfortunately, because I think you needed a really high... Um, whatever they had, like the preparedness rating or whatever it was. Yes. Yeah, and I guess I slacked off a bit of my, my PvP. I, I think you need 75%, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I have a safe game. I can go back and get that. I can make my shepherd live. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to do that now. Yeah. So you're going to do that tonight? <laughs> it's true, because like, I finished it like 3 a.m. back when it came out, and I was like, I'm really sad now. I don't know if I can go to sleep, because I killed my shepherd. So, yeah, I might have to go back and save her. Yeah. <laughs> the night I finished it, I it stayed with me for a while. It so did, I felt yeah. satisfied. Uh, well, I felt somewhat satisfied, not totally, because you know there's still some loose ends. But, mm -hmm. but it, it it's. I remarkable. was expecting the worst, you know. Right. And the, yeah. And I I thought that uh, it it was better than I expected. Because right. so I, I heard about all the nasty comments about the ending and I wasn't expecting a great deal. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. With everyone freaking out, I was I was thinking it would be really terrible and it wasn't as bad as everyone freaking out said it was. But it, there is something to be said about a game where when you're done, you stop and you're like, you know, it stays with you. And yeah. that doesn't happen that often. So good on Mass Effect for, for doing that, definitely. Yes. Thank you, Bioware. Yes, yes, thank you, Bioware. I love your games. Yeah. <laughs> I think some people were angry because they expected, like, totally different variations of, of the ending. Yeah. And, um, and they didn't get that. Yeah, in a series where you really do sh make so many choices that shape your world leading up to that point, and at the end, you only sort of have three choices, and I think a lot of people felt it not one of those three choices didn't suit the shepherd that they'd spent years crafting um but i mean it's a game it's it's a code you know you ha you can only do so much at the end um i think probably they did the best they could even if i would have i now i need my shepherd to live i'm bummed. i'm gonna have to go back <laughs> and do that now <laughs> that's awesome all right yeah you should i'm, yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah yes now i have a mission later tonight Go make Shepard live again. Okay. Yeah, but that's it's good stuff. Definitely good games. Yeah. Um, well, what do you think of the Normandy crew? Uh, they were they they were stranded, and um, mm -hmm. you think they they might find their way back? Who did you have um, survive in your stranded ship at the end? Um, because it crashed it with them in, in some tropical planet yeah, yeah yeah and i think most people had like a couple of their crew survive to the end i don't, don't know if you remember who you had um definitely joker he survived yeah 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 and um i don't recall no uh, i had garris make it all the way to the end which is good because garris was my space boyfriend so i was oh, i was happy okay. with that um and then um oh what was the joker's robot girlfriend ED. Yes, yeah, she, yeah, she made it to the end as well. So, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not sure they're going to be able to repopulate the universe with Garrus Joker and, and the robot. So that was a little too bad. But it would, you know, it, it was nice to see them. You know, it was particular with Garrus because I had made him my buddy through all the games. So I'm like, yeah. yes, he made it through. <laughs> so yeah, I was happy about that definitely. Yes. But it was really sad leading up to the final fight where you have to like say goodbye to everybody and. 
you know, I don't know. They did a good job of making it really, um, really thoughtful yeah. with these characters. Yeah, I think leading up to the final fight, everybody was in London and yeah. go around to different rooms, different buildings. Yeah. You meet again all the people you've met over the past three games, and mm, yeah, and I like that part. Yeah, I like that a lot too. Yeah. yeah. I would have felt bad if I'd gotten to the final fight and not had my shepherd, you know, talk to her crew one last time. Yeah. 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 No, they did. They did a good job. I have to give it. You know, definitely, I have to give it to Bio. And all of my friends. I mean, everyone I know has played these games. They they've done really well. Now, do you think the little boy in the beginning in Vancouver that that was crawling in the duck? Oh yeah. Is it the same boy uh, in the end that shows up in in, in the Citadel oh. uh, that presented Shepard with three choices? I did not even think about that, but I'm going to have to YouTube that later to see if that's the case. Yeah. Huh. I thought, wasn't that little boy on the one of the ones on the ship that got blown up in the opening? Or was that a little girl so that you got... think. Yeah, well, okay, that's true. That's true. They never actually made that really clear. And that, this leads me to another theory yeah. that, um, that someone uh, presented to me. A, a fellow member of the group, Brad, who was on the podcast earlier, and he said that it's possible that Shepard was being indoctrinated in the beginning of three mm. and he was having these visions and the boy may not even exist in, in Vancouver that he met in the time right yeah the indoctrination theory I've seen that on the internet and it's, yeah. a, it's a really popular one and if you look at it um, yeah I mean I think it's it's entirely possible yeah and it, yeah. it changes the whole way you look at, at especially game three so it's really interesting yeah yeah and and so perhaps the little boy wasn't real on the Citadel so mm-hmm. maybe it's the Reapers that were presenting Shepard with three choices but then why would the Reapers give Shepard a choice to destroy themselves right Right. That may not make sense. Yeah. Oh, see, you're, you're making me... I'm going to have to go back and play all of three again now. <laughs> Which is good. I Really, any excuse to go back and play Mass Effect is okay with me. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, that indoctrination theory is its really popular. And it's, it's entirely possible. Yeah. yeah. And it would have been extremely clever on the game writer's part to, to work that in there. But it, it, does, it does make a certain amount of sense. Okay. Yeah. So now, throughout the three games, let's let's see who was indoctrinated. Saren was indoctrinated. Mm-hmm. Elusive Man was indoctrinated. Yes. Um, the Reckonite Queen was indoctrinated. Yes. Um, who else? Um, the, the the politician. What's his name? Yeah. Um, Udina. Udina. Yeah. He was indoctrinated. Yeah. Um, who else? Yeah. No, it's true. So it I is a common remember. theme. I'm sure there's more. Yeah, oh, I'm sure there is too. Yeah, those are the big ones that I can think of. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it, it definitely could have happened. It does fit in. It's it's very interesting. It puts a whole different spin on the game, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And so it's it's totally possible Shepard was indoctrinated. and. Um, oh, my poor Shepard. Yeah. I know. I'll feel kind of bad if she was indoctrinated. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's entirely, it's entirely true. It's an interesting theory. Yeah, but that is a sign of good writing when you can, you know, the player can come up with all these crazy theories and stuff, and and really think about what happened in their story. I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, I would have loved to fight Harbinger. It seems to me like he's the, the leader of the Reapers. I'm not mm-hmm. totally sure, but I don't get to. So. 
I know. Yeah, no, that was kind of disappointing. I know. And, and he, in particular, had been taunting you again for multiple games. So, yes. yeah, a final confrontation there would have been good. Yeah. Yeah. My Shepherd did shoot the elusive man in my version. Okay. And kill him, so that was satisfying. I think I did that as well. Oh, did you? Okay, yeah. you must have been Paragon. Were you uh, you're playing Paragon mostly? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's a Paragon thing. So that was uh, that was pretty satisfying. Whereas a lot of my friends were renegades, so they didn't get to shoot him. So I had the satisfaction of shooting the elusive yeah. man. Maybe if I replay it on trilogy again, I'll be renegade. I'll make renegade choices. Yeah. Be a badass. Yeah. I really want to do that, but I feel bad when I'm like mean to my shipmates being renegade. So yeah. I always say I'm going to go Renegade and then I end up being nice again. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be Renegade um, up to a certain extent. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to... I'm not going to go around killing innocent people. Like, just, right, right. You know, snap at people from time to time. and <laughs> Exactly. Be a bit of a jerk. <laughs> you're not evil. You're just a bit of a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a good way to do it. Definitely. Yeah. And it's fun to compare with your friends, um, you know, what they experience because... Like I said, everyone does things differently, so... Yeah. Um, what did you do with, with Tally and Legion? Who did you side with? I sided with Legion. Oh, see, I went with Tally. All right, here we go. We got the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tally died at the end of Mass Effect 2. I think one of her... One of her friends joined the group. Oh, really? Right Mass Effect 3. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, and... Yeah, I, I sided with the Legion. I sided with the Geth. Mm -hmm. Mass Effect 3. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, my tally was alive going into 3. That's I did not know that they gave you a friend of hers in 3. Yeah. That's interesting. I think yeah. they, apparently they did that with... I think it was Garrus. If you killed Garrus off at the end of 2, he would get a, a Turian friend at okay. the beginning of 3. To do that stuff. So, oh, that's interesting. All right, yeah. See, I still had Tally, so I sided with her over the Geth. Fortunately, her, her friend committed suicide after I sided <laughs> with the Geth. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> that you know, Mass Effect does not pull any punches as far as making your decisions count. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, that's a good one. And then Morden, of course, uh, he, died, he killed dies. himself, basically yeah. saving the world. So. Saving the Krogans. Yes, saving yeah. Krogans. That's right. Yeah, he was redeeming himself for working on the Genophage. Yeah. 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 Oh, see, these games are great. I think they're talking about doing a Mass Effect movie, which I think is a great idea because this universe is so well realized. It would be a lot of fun to see a new person shoot off into space and encounter all these people. Yeah. Maybe they could uh, um, get into the, the first contact Oh, yeah, that would be interesting. I'd love to see more about that. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, yeah, there's just, there's a lot of things they could focus on, even before humans got involved with, with everything. Just, um, you know, how, how the whole Citadel and, and all their political bodies started and stuff, and it would be, it would be pretty cool, so. Oh, yeah. Hollywood, listen up, make a movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, please make us a Mass Effect Yes, yeah. we will go see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, have you a played um, Bioshock Infinite? I have not. Oh, okay, that's another. That makes you think when you're done. Okay. Right. It's pretty new, so I won't give away any spoilers. But it's really good, and it's got a crazy ending. I, I yeah, I heard a lot of people like it, and um, I fortunately I 
I get motion sick, so I, I don't play first-person shooters. Right, sure, yeah. Yeah. That's... But I, I'd love to if I could. Um, I there, there are ways to mitigate it. I can wear a, a wristband. Oh, really? That suppresses a nerve in my wrist, reduce my motion sickness, but doesn't totally make it go away. Right. There's also pills I, I could take, <laughs> but I, I don't really think I should be taking pills just to play games. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, no, I could I could see that. Well, that's, that's too bad, because it is a good game, but I mean, yeah. Don't, don't take pills to play video games. <laughs> Definitely. Say no to drugs. Yeah, yes. right, yeah. Think of that, kids. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but that that's a good one that just came out. I'm trying to think of some other new games that just came out that are, are particularly good, but there's a, there's a bunch of them out there right now. Um, Borderlands 2 recently came out recently, too, and that is a lot Last of fun. Summer. Yeah, huh. yeah. And that's... Uh, that's great. Some people in the group that love the game. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And they really improved on the first one a lot. They fixed a lot of the problems on the first one. And they, they amped up the writing and the characters. So the characters in 2 in particular, they're just they're amazing characters. And they just, they're hilarious. And um, it makes the game a lot more fun. So it's not just as, I mean, it is shooting, but it's also, yeah. you know, fun and interesting. Is yeah. there a good story, too? Yeah, there's a good story. There's good world building. So I, I like that, in a, especially in a, a shooter. You know, you have to feel like, why am I doing this? Why am I shooting all these people? Oh, this is why. Um, the villain, Handsome Jack, in Borderlands 2 is really, really good. And he pops up right from the very beginning and just, like, taunts you and mocks you and calls you names the whole time. So by the time you get to the end of the game, you're like, I really want to kill this guy. <laughs> He's been insulting me for this entire game, and, and now I really want to take him down. Sounds so. like the Reapers. Yes! Yes, exactly. <laughs> by the time you get to the end of Mass Effect 3, you're like, I really want to kill these Reapers. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great, you know, oftentimes there's not as much motivation and you're just killing the last guy because he's the last guy so it's nice when they can really get you fired up yeah so what other games have you been playing recently besides mass effect and borderlands yeah and mass effect and borderlands and bioshock and eve online yeah huh? eve online's been the big one lately it's a huge time sink um but it's it's a lot of fun um gosh what else have i been playing that's a good question. Um, there's a, a new indie game out called Game Dev Tycoon, which is sort of like a, it's a simulation game where you are the head of a game studio. Yeah. And you have to make games, and you can pick, you know, um, set sliders, like how much world development do I want in this game, or how much dialogue, or how much action, and you pick genres, and, and you try and create a huge you basically try and become ea by the oh, end of the game okay. so you start as like a little dev in your garage and and uh that's actually really fun i mean it's really simple and and you know but if you just got home from work and you want to kill time for 20 minutes it's a lot of fun to just kind of simulate and see if you can come up with the right game combos and yeah so i've been playing Sounds quite like a bit fun. of that yeah. yeah i love those sim games Anything, you know, where I get to sort of control a world or a business or whatever, I'm all about this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah that sounds like a fun game, the, the game dev tycoon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, a lot like, I mean, those roller coaster tycoon games or whatever, except you're in charge of a, a development company. And it starts off in the 80s, and they can't name things exactly the way they have it, but so, like, 
there'll be a news flash that a new company is bringing out the Nintendo. You know, and you're like, oh, okay, I know how this is going to go. This is going to be a popular console. And they kind of, you know, someone comes up with like a fake Commodore 64 and and you can kind of, you know, use your game knowledge to appeal to markets. And yeah, it's a fun little game for sure, yeah. Is it on PC or is it on um, I think it's PC. Uh, I think it's PC, Mac, and Linux, if I recall. So, yeah. So, a little bit for everybody. And it does have a free demo. So, if you search for it, you can, you can try it for free. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just sort of a fun little throw-off. And you can make, I don't know, it's fun to sort of make your dream game. I just kept making really good Final Fantasy rip-offs over and over again. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> what the public I like, wants. I like Final Fantasy, so it's all good. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, those yeah. are great. Yeah. They, well, the old ones. The old ones. I'm not sure about the new ones. But the old ones, old Final Fantasies are great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been playing through Final Fantasy 13. That's... Oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm only on Chapter 10. Oh, how do you like 13. it? It has its up and downs. <laughs> ups and downs. And uh, I'm f- I finally feel like I'm, I'm, I'm getting into the story now. Right. After ten chapters, which the pacing a little faster. <laughs> right. That's a common concern with Final Fantasy games. You know, I think they're really good when we were all like twelve and had nothing to do all day. But once you kind of get to being an adult and you have less time to play games, it's harder to go through those games like Final Fantasy. I've, I already bought Final Fantasy thirteen too. Oh It's yeah. still in shrink wrap, so <laughs> right. I'll get started on that after I finish thirteen. I hear good things yeah. about 13 too. I, I haven't played it myself, but a couple of my friends have played it, and okay. they, they quite liked it. So they, they said it was a, a good addition to the Final Fantasy series. Yes, so. and then there's also another one, uh, Final Fantasy Team Lightning Returns. Oh, really? Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, it's coming out this year or next, depending on right. if it's delayed or not. Right. And uh, it, you only play as Lightning. Apparently, there's no party member. Just lightning. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I know their MMO, which is 14. 14. Yeah, and they they brought it out and then closed it for a couple of months yeah. to redo it, and now it's coming back out again. Yeah. So I haven't had disaster. a chance to. Do, yeah, here it was a bit of a disaster. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's bad when you bring out an MMO and then you have to shut it down completely. <laughs> I mean, I can't think of any other company that's had to do that. So yeah. that's pretty intense. Yeah. yeah, so hopefully this new relaunch goes well, but I think they probably burned through a lot of goodwill with, with doing it last time and having to shut it down again, so I hope people are still game for a Final Fantasy MMO. Yeah. They have stiff competition. Yes. There's always more crap. Well, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, and there's, I think, uh, Old Republic... Yeah, Star Wars, The Old yeah. Republic, and um, Guild Wars 2 is another big one. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, five years ago, we all just played World of Warcraft, and now, I mean, there's probably easily a half dozen big games that people are floating between, so it's a, it's a whole different marketplace now. Yeah, definitely. What's your favorite Final Fantasy? Um, you know, I have to go with Final Fantasy 7. Everyone says Final Fantasy 7. Same I, here. I'm not even sure... If I played it now, it would be as good. But when it came out, it was just so exciting and different. And, and um, I'll always remember just playing through it the first time. So, yeah, yeah. that's going to be my favorite, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yours, too? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, I stayed home uh, like every day from 
for months to play that game. And, uh, nice. Yeah, it was, it was in the middle of summer. Uh, it was getting really hot. And uh, I, there was no air condition at home. And, but I, I didn't care. That, all I needed was that Final Fantasy VII. Right. I didn't care about anything else. Oh, that's awesome. I, I know I should be going outside, but I didn't. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. And the, that's the kind of thing you can do as a kid. Nowadays, I mean, I'll, I'll book a day off work for, like, the launch of a, a good game or um, a new MMO. You know, it's fun to be there on the first day when everybody is new and happy. That's exciting. But, yeah, it's been a while since I've stayed at home. I think probably when Mass Effect 3, I took that day off. You did? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had, to, I had to get in there and start playing that thing. I wouldn't be able to concentrate at work. I feel like I have to go home and play Mass Effect. So. <laughs> yeah, I think Diablo 3 was another one. I took the day off of Diablo 3. Um, Hopefully you actually got to play. No, no, I did not. No, I was I was an Error 57 okay. victim. Yeah. Yeah. That was a mess. <laughs> I, I think I got the game a month or two after. Oh, smart. I, yeah, and I got to play the day I bought it. Right, yeah. No, that... It was a good idea, and it did teach me a lesson about not expecting to play games the day they launch necessarily, because that was uh, probably not a good use of a day off. Yeah. Max, would you like to join us? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Cool. Say hi, though. Hi. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, I think taking days off yeah, yeah yeah took a day off for, for Diablo and I shouldn't have um, so that was that was a good one um, there's a new MMO coming up in a few months called Wildstar yeah which I think is going to be a, a big deal so that's probably going to be the next thing that I get all excited for um, and that's uh, it's kind of a cross of, it's like World of Warcraft in space so you know it's the same kind of thing um, but it looks like a lot of fun. And World of Warcraft is, it's like, God, it must be like eight years old now? Yeah, it came out in 2004. Yeah, so it's starting to get a little long in the tooth. I think it's yeah. its about time for a, a new one to come along. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Diablo, or not Diablo, Blizzard. Yes. Blizzard will, will make a World of Starcraft. I would play the heck out of a World of Starcraft game. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would be really exciting. It'd be dumb not to. They would be. No. Yeah. They really would. That seems like a natural match. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would be awesome. Did you yeah. play, um, have you played Heart of the Swarm, the most recent one? Oh, yeah. It's good. Definitely. It's it's Kerrigan as the lead. So Kerrigan and the Zerg. So it's uh, it's a good, and the story is good. They've gotten better at story in Starcraft over the years. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Diablo, yes, I played Diablo three, normal difficulty. Mm -hmm. I, did, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to go back and play higher difficulties. Uh, did you? I did. Um, I only made it through. I think Nightmare was the one after normal, so I just made it through Nightmare and stopped after that. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people really like that. You know, let's do it again, only harder. But I'm not really a big fan of that. I'm like, I've been here before. I've seen this. Yeah. So I kind of lost interest after that. So, yeah, same here. Yeah. yeah. And what did you think of the, the auction house where you can, you know, buy gear off of it? I don't know. I found that kind of, I would just go and buy really good gear and be like, 
I don't need to play the game now. I've got really good gear. So it kind of killed a bit of my enjoyment for Diablo. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, uh, oh, I was okay with the, 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 the in-game money auction house, real money auction house. I didn't really like it. So yeah. No people knew to pay for Mm, and I know some people, I mean, who just spent, they dropped like a thousand bucks on the real money Diablo auction house. I'm like, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> there is no need to do that. Yeah. But if you I set up something like that, people will do it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, people are crazy. It's like gambling. They'll, uh, they'll drop all kinds of money into that. No, I, I didn't like that either. And I hear they just got hacked a couple of weeks ago, their auction house, and had... Uh, I don't know, they had to shut things down for a while, and, you know, that's the problem with those real money stuff, is all of a sudden people are going to want to hack you really hard. <laughs> so, that's unfortunate for them. You want to steal money from the real money auction Yes! Exactly! I think someone found a bug where if you stack things, you could, I don't know, stack things negatively or something, but basically they made, like, millions of gold, which they could then sell for real dollars. So it, there was a bit of a, an exploit a few weeks ago, and they had to panic and shut down the auction house. And it was uh, it was kind of a mess. So don't put real money auction houses in your game, or that'll happen. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully there'll be no real money auction house in, in a Mass Effect game. Oh, man, that would be the worst. <laughs> pay $5 to have Garrus join your team. I don't like that. <laughs> No, and you know, I mean, Mass Effect, it was bad enough as it was because they have the DLCs. Um, so, you know, you still have to pay, like, pay ten yeah. bucks here and five bucks there. No, I don't do that. I uh, just, oh, good for you. I just watch I just watch other people play it on YouTube. Nice. Yeah, that's the that's the good way to do it. Yeah. I don't I don't like DLCs, so I try not to buy them because I think it, it is, I don't like the whole nickel and diming five yeah. bucks here kind of thing. Yeah, there's there's one DLC I really want to watch, and that's the Citadel DLC. Oh, I hear that's good. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's it's really it's a total fan service, and mm -hmm. you walk around the Citadel, talk talking to people, and uh, supposedly there's a lot of juicy stuff. And that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I, it's supposedly it takes place before um, before you go fight the Reapers on Earth. Oh, okay, okay. Oh yeah, see that sounds really good like i would very much enjoy that but i'm not buying it <laughs> i'm trying to be good about that yeah, i'll watch that on youtube it's already on youtube oh i bet yeah 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 youtube is is really good i mean it's good for watching games and um getting yourself interested in games but also you know i'm looking at the end of games or whatever or, you know it's kind of a it's a cheap way to stay up to date on games yeah yeah for sure <laughs> excuse me yeah, it's quite good, and I do some of my videos for for YouTube and do, like, walkthroughs or, oh, okay. you know, just talking about what, what I'm playing. Okay, what game do you do walkthroughs for? Um, pretty much anything. Whatever I happen to be playing that week, I'll do a, I'll do a walkthrough for it. So the latest one was a game called Don't Starve. Okay. Um, which is sort of like, kind of like Diablo meets Minecraft. It's kind of, and it's actually made by a Vancouver company, too. So it's a good one, Don't Starve, and it just came out on Steam. Uh, so it's uh, it's a lot of fun. You sort of are in the wilderness and have to, you know, dig up things and put them together to make houses and armor and 
Um, and it's a, it's a pretty cool little game, but it's a roguelike, so if you die, you're dead forever and have to start over from the beginning again. So it's uh, it's kind of serious business in that respect. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it's it's for people who are hardcore. Yes. Uh, who, yeah, who are used to, you know, gaming back in the 80s when there's there's no continues, there's no saves. And That's you right. Just, you don't finish it, you start over. Yeah. The next day. And, Exactly. You had to leave like your console on all day when you went to school so you could have your place saved in the game when you came home. I remember that. And my dad would be like, turn off the console. So I just kind of like put a book in front of the on light and hope he, he wouldn't He doesn't notice. understand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah, he, he, he's part of the older generation where there's no video games this kid. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, dad, I can't turn it off. I'll lose my place in Mario. Yeah. So, yeah, the good old days. But a lot of that hardcore attitude's coming back in a lot of games now, which I think is cool. I mean, I don't want all games to be super hardcore again, but it's nice to have the option. Yeah. So if you feel like, I'm going to play a game where I will die, you can do it. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it is intense, though. Yeah. I wouldn't want it for everything. Yeah, I heard um, Dark Souls. Oh. Dark Souls is like, it's, it's very unforgiving and it's like, Yeah. Yeah, I think Dark Souls is for people who hate themselves. <laughs> it's it's yeah. really really hard. Max Grease. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's really tough and it's it's really mean and uh, it's it's actually it's too I won't I won't play Dark Souls. It's I'm too much even for me. Yeah. <laughs> so it yeah. And, but that's the kind of thing, and it was really, really, really popular, Dark Souls. So I think we're going to see more of those options come out. There'll be a Dark Souls 2. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Everyone, the people who really like Dark Souls, they really like Dark Souls. Yeah. 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 That's a bit much even for me. <laughs> it's not for me, though. Um, I, I, I've been playing the Hitman trilogy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You played it. Uh, I have been not in a long time. Not any recent ones, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's 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 a fairly difficult uh, series. That's difficult enough for me. <laughs> right. uh, for for every mission, like on a normal difficulty, you only get six or seven saves. Oh wow! Oh okay! Yeah. Wow, that is intense. You don't have unlimited saves. Um, so six or seven mission, and you get spotted and. Um, Guards come after you, and uh, they'll kill you. Might as well just start the mission or reload your save. Right. Yeah, you can't fight them all, or at least not easily. Right. Uh, yeah. So. See, I mean, to a certain extent, I'm sure that makes you like think more about what you do, knowing that you have limited saves. So that's good, but you don't want it too bad. But a little, a little, you know, penalty of death is is okay. Yeah. Um, but the, the permadeath thing is makes it a little more challenging. And the thing is, like in Eve, where you have you will lose your ship when you die, and people can loot your stuff, which is like, oh, don't take my stuff. Um, it makes you a lot more cautious. So I wouldn't, I don't take as many chances because if I die, I lose my ship. So it does kind of limit exploration and stuff because you don't want to go too far out just in case you end up in a bad neighborhood and get shot. Yeah. Um, so it, it it's interesting and it, it does make you 
think more about what you do, but it does have that downside in that I'm I'm not eager to go take chances. Yeah. Um, the Apple Three has the has an option where uh, if you die, your character is deleted forever. <laughs> yeah. It's an option for that, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty harsh. <laughs> that's pretty harsh. Once I, I got to about level 20, I would never want to touch it again. I, I saw a video of a guy who, who's um, level, level 15, and oh. he got killed, and his monk was gone forever. Oh. He, he, he was he was fighting Belial at the end of Act 2. Mm-hmm. It was a really tough boss. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wow. See, I would... I'm not sure I can handle yeah, that. I would feel too bad. He, he, and uh, the look on his face was just... Uh, <laughs> he, he was speechless. Oh. Just, yeah. No, no. And some of my friends, it's they really like that hardcore, but... No, thank you, no. <laughs> that, I would just be too scared to play all the time. <laughs> oh, I bet he was so shocked. I feel so bad for that guy. Yeah, I felt bad for him, too. <laughs> but he knew what he was getting into, so... Absolutely, particularly doing Belial. That's a tough fight, so yeah. I'm, I'm, I would avoid that. <laughs> yeah. And with a monk, you have to go up close and fight. Uh, it might be a little easier with like a wizard, so you can, you can fling stuff from far away. Yeah, I think wizard and witch doctor would be far easier to do in hardcore than doing um, barbarian or monk. Yeah. Definitely. Anything melee, you're, you're at a big disadvantage. Yeah. Max played a rogue in World of Warcraft for many, many yeah. years, so okay. he knows all about the pain of of being in melee range. Yeah. The boss will stomp on you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so did you manage to, did you play World of Warcraft? I have not. Oh, okay. You have escaped World of Warcraft. I I didn't want to be addicted because I I want time to do other things. And I I heard it's very addictive. That was smart. Stay away from it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When it first came out, I lost a good, like, two years of my life to World of Warcraft. Really? It was, uh, yeah. I mean, and it it was, uh, Everyone was playing it, and, and it is. It's very, it's very addictive. It's easy to play for hours and hours. Okay. And yeah, definitely. It's intense. Yeah. Yeah. So, way to avoid that. I think a lot of there's a lot of gamers out there who have lost at least a year of their life to World of Warcraft. So, that was that was oh, good move. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, one of my friends uh, has been playing since 2004. He's still playing. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I quit about. Three years ago, completely. Okay. Just cold turkey. No more World of Warcraft. I, I, the first couple of years, I played a lot, but then I kind of toned it down and just played it casually. Um, but right. yeah, there's a lot of people. So, and they say, I mean, there's still eight million people who are playing it, so that's still very, very popular. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's well, kind of the granddaddy of uh, all these new MMOs. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think. I think the first uh, um, successful MMO was was it EverQuest? Did you play that? Uh, I played a little bit of EverQuest. Yeah, that was far enough back in the day where having to pay fifteen dollars a month was a big expense. Yeah. So I didn't play it for very long. But yeah, I, I definitely dabbled in that. And I think before that was um, like. 
Dark Age of Camelot and Ultima Online and kind of a couple of, of old school ones. Yeah. Um, and then people used to play MUDs, which is just entirely text-based MMOs before that. So. Yeah. But EverQuest was kind of the, the first big okay. one that everybody knew. Yeah. 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 And then World of Warcraft was supposed to sort of be like a fancy version of EverQuest. So, yeah, it's funny, you know, I mean, EverQuest, I think, maybe hit, I don't 1998, know. I think. Yeah, and at, at the most, it had probably like 100,000, 200,000 people of subscribers. Like 8 million World right. Warcraft today. Yeah, yeah, it's just, I mean, that market's been hugely expanded. It's crazy. And back then, I mean, 100,000 people, people were like, you know, that 100,000 people, that's crazy. You can't have 100,000 people playing a game, and now 8 million, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely hit the magic uh, yeah. magic number. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and it's so addicting that I, I've heard stories where people die of uh, starvation <laughs> at internet cafes playing World of Warcraft. It's yeah. Kind of sad. And, uh, it's true. You hear some pretty terrible stories. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think like anything, um, it can, it will expand to take up as much room in your life as you're willing to give it. Yeah. So if you're good and you're not willing to give it too much room, then you're okay. But if you, you know, happen to be bad at time maintenance or whatever, it's really easy. You can easily fill eight, 12 hours in a row doing things in World of Warcraft. Um, just because there's so much to do. Yeah. So if you don't have that kind of control, yeah, it can it can add up pretty quick, definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, and plus the social aspect too. A lot of people have really good friends through World of Warcraft, so it's kind of like hanging out with your friends. Only you're in your study all day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it balance balance is good in gaming. <laughs> I come to beat up to hang out with my friends. There you so, go. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, I don't. I, if I if I start playing World of Warcraft, it'll take the time away from you know doing podcasts and the meet up. And, uh, Absolutely, I don't want to do that. So no. I'll just stick to uh, playing single player games offline and uh, the occasional multiplayer games with friends. I think that that's a good idea. Yeah, when I quit World of Warcraft about three years ago, I started up a blog and then you know the podcast and all these things i wouldn't have had time for if i was still playing yeah. wow as intensely as sure. i used to yeah sure. uh, video games causing violence in, in society um you know how video games being blamed uh by by the government u.s government in particular mm-hmm. by by media yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, that's a big one. You know, I don't think the violent video games cause violent people. But I think it is reasonable, just like we put limits on, like, movies with, um, you know, age limits and whatnot. I think it's reasonable to do that for games as well. Um, it, saying that violent video games don't cause violent people doesn't mean let's put as much violence as possible into all our games. And I think sometimes nowadays sometimes it seems like there's they leave out story and stuff to put more like crazy violence in and i think that's not a good direction to go in um but i don't think that they cause violent people i think there's probably a lot of mental illnesses out there that cause violent people um and that's really yeah we should focus on that yeah people with issues 
and right. they, they play video games and it makes their issues worse. Mm-hmm. I think that 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 is definitely true mm-hmm. in my opinion. And um, I don't think you can take up a, a, a abiding citizen, peaceful person, and sit him or her in front of a violent game and turn him or her into a violent person. I don't think that works. I agree, and you know, you look at how many people play, you know, like Call of Duty or Halo now or something, and and uh, we don't all go crazy and start yeah. you know, <laughs> shooting people or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, no, I definitely think that's true. But I think it's also good for the game industry to, you know, really look at that and make an effort to not just do what's the easiest, quick and dirty violence we can put into a game. Yeah, I think the the industry has to do a better job of uh, defending itself and mm-hmm. educating people who aren't video gamers absolutely yeah we're, we're not a bunch of people who likes to kill things <laughs> and if you look at it now i mean if you include like facebook games and stuff i mean so many people play games now yeah. um that you know i think the whole sort of old stereotype of like a gamer it doesn't even really hold true anymore because everybody plays a game in some form or the other yeah now. You know. um, yeah, games are not just for children anymore. Mm-hmm. Some are, but a lot are not. Sure, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, even my dad has bejeweled on his phone, you know. Everybody uh, everybody is playing something now. Yeah, sure. I would have a problem with um, violent games being marketed to little kids. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, I, I, would, I would be against. And, mm-hmm. um, and they do that, unfortunately. And they do. Yeah. yeah. So maybe the, the game industry has to be better policing itself mm-hmm. and their marketing. I think yeah. so. I absolutely think so. Yeah, yeah. like um, like at a video game store I used to work at, I won't name it, display Grand Theft Auto 4 right at the front door where mm-hmm. little kids walk by. And I, that, that's something I'm, I'm not okay with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's okay to make mature games with mature themes, but you have to sell them to a mature audience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Grand Theft Auto is a great example of that. I mean, that there's some serious business stuff that goes on at Grand yeah. Theft Auto, and I do not want an eight-year-old playing that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no. And, um, you know, like, when I was growing up, I've, I've been playing games since I was six or seven, and I, I, I understand the difference between, you know, killing an enemy in-game and, <laughs> you know, killing someone in real life, you know. Right. I would... So, that... I, I can separate reality from fantasy, mm-hmm. and I think that's important. And um, I think um, parents uh, need to make sure their kids understand that. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you think twenty or thirty years ago? I mean, Mark David Chapman shot someone because of Catcher in the Rye because of a book. So exciting books were inspiring people who had previous mental conditions to kill so now it just happens to be video games um i think the problem is really mostly focusing on mental health rather than focusing on violence in in any media yeah you know same with movies i don't think violent movies are causing no one sees the rock and runs out and and kills people so definitely yeah and i heard the 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 u.s government uh this is like the the vice president they're his idea it's like the tax uh, violent games and and I would I, I can see why he would he would want to do that and mm-hmm. I think he probably has good intentions but 
I think that would be unfair, because then you'd have to tax violent movies, and violent books, and violent music, and where does it end? Right, yeah, and who is going to say this is violent and this is not violent? That's a weird line. Yeah. I don't think there's really an is, easy way like, to call that. Like, is Mario stomping on... Is that right. violence? Or are they going to put a violent tax on Mario games? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's... It's... I mean... Death and violence is, is a common theme in all media because it's it's exciting. You know, there's always there's lots of shooting on TV. I mean, TV shows and whatnot. Yeah, no, you can't. I don't think you can do that. I think I, I'm not in favor of anything the government um, shaping the video game industry. But I do think the video game industry should be better about doing it themselves. Yeah. There's room for improvement there. Yeah. There sure is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think too, you know, I mean, stuff like like gender roles and race issues and stuff, I think, are terrible in games right now. So there's a lot of things that they could do, just sort of across the board, to kind of be more um, diverse and inclusive and stuff that yeah. I think would help the reputation of games. Yeah. Speaking of gender issues, I, I think uh, you know, Tomb Raider, Lara Croft, and right. you know, she's 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 been a sex symbol for a long time in video gaming. And it's it's I guess it kind of sets sets a bad example for for, for girls. Okay. She, she she wouldn't be a very good role model for girls, you know, and, and what girls should strive for. I don't think that's that's the right message to send. Um, yeah, but I, I I think Lara Croft is not too bad, just because at least she is I don't know a strong woman who is also smart and kind of does her thing. I mean the. She's famous for her giant breasts. I mean, let's yeah. just face it. So that part is not so good. But I think in a lot of games, um, there's not even any women. Like, there's no women in Call of Duty. There's no women soldiers, for example. There's no. There's a lot of games where there are. There's no women in them whatsoever. And I think that it would be nice to see at least, you know, more. <laughs> so you can, um, you know, women will play or girls will play, and they can feel a little more welcome. That stuff, yeah. yeah. So you're saying uh, make make games gender more gender balance. Right, yeah, yeah, just yeah, exactly. I think okay. there's there's a lot of games that are um, you know white dude in his 30 shoots everybody. Um, that's sort of you know I mean all the Call of Duty even Bioshock is that you know yeah. and it would be nice to see something that is not that. Um, I think the the game industry tends to fall back on that a lot, and yeah. and I'd love to see some more diverse, interesting games do crazy, challenging things like Mass Effect having, you know, man chef and femme chef. Yeah, you know, that's a great example. That's, that's gender reporting. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, you know, Bioware for saying good example. Definitely. Yeah, Bioware is great for that. Mass Effect as well um, would have uh, same-sex relationships. Before in start, it. Bioware, or no, before Mass Effect, um, they did that with. Jade Empire, they did that with mm-hmm. Knights of the Old Republic. You know, you could create a male or female main character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Bioware is actually really progressive and, and they make great games. So, you know, you can do both at the same time, which I think is cool. And it's ironic because a lot of people feel pe- um, Edmonton or Alberta is a very backwards province. <laughs> Yeah, but it's true. That's a great point in, in Alberta's favor is that they, they do have that great progressive game company. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I've been guilty of that. I'll have to be nice to Alberta now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I would love to see that and, and just some new ideas. I'm just kind of tired of 
guy shoots everybody, which tends to be the common thing in games. Yeah. And uh, let's come up with some new things. I mean, let's have new people well, shooting I, I heard the new Tomb Raider game is very good. I've heard that. Yeah. I haven't played it, but I hear it's really they, good. They toned down the sexuality a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more of a survival game now. Yeah, yeah, which I think is cool, definitely. And I think um, I've heard really good reviews about and, that. And there's a lot of, like, a lot of awful ways Lara Croft kills her enemies. And, yes. Yeah, it's not for the faint of heart, apparently. No, and I hear if you do something wrong and she dies, her deaths are really They're also very, and, yeah. very awful deaths for her as well. <laughs> they are. So, I mean, again, I guess that's your punishment for dying is you have to see Lara Croft be killed in some horrible way. Yeah. No, but I hear great things about that game, so I'm really excited. Yeah. It's uh, it's nice that Lara Croft is still around, definitely. Yeah. Um, and the recent... Um, Starcraft, how the swarm had a had a woman as, as the main character too, okay. and she was badass. Yeah, okay. yeah, head of the the Zerg, and so she was. Uh, she's a she's a badass lady, which is pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so go Blizzard, thank you, you Blizzard. Check it out. Yeah, 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 a lot of fun, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. Oh, that's okay. Um, <laughs> very quickly, uh, yeah. tell us what what games are you most looking forward to? in the next year, year and a half or so. Oh, boy, that's a tough one. Um, well, there's a couple of MMOs that are coming out later this year. Wildstar, I mentioned earlier, and also um, The Elder Scrolls Online, which is going to be the Skyrim world in an MMO. Oh, really? Yeah, so that is going to be pretty exciting. I'm looking forward to that. Um, aside from that, I think Dragon Age 3, yeah, Dragon speaking Age of Bioware, coming out. yeah, and Mass, they're working on Mass Effect 4, oh, okay. um, with a whole new character and a whole new setting, so I think that's going to be really good, too. Yeah. Yeah, that nice. will consume my life, yeah. But it ends, right? So it only consumes my life for like three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so that's much better. Yeah. Yeah, so, but those are the ones I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, so basically anything Bioware is coming out with is going to be good. For sure, Definitely. yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time in gaming, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica, for joining us on the podcast. My pleasure. Yeah, it was a pleasure talking to you as well. Yeah, well, thanks yeah. For, uh, for coming up with the idea. I'm happy to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Jessica, tell our listeners about the Cat Context Podcast. Sure, yeah. I started the Cat Context Podcast uh, about just over a year ago, and it's a podcast about video games. We focus mostly on PC games and mostly on MMOs and RPGs, um, since those are what I really love to play. But it started out um, just sort of being me and whatever friends I could get every week to to come in and do it, and then eventually uh, I got a couple of regular co-hosts, and we just kind of... You know, we've got our rhythm down now. We just kind of talk about stuff and give each other a hard time about what we've been playing. And it's uh, it's been really fun, really rewarding. I like it. Yeah, that's good. So, Oh, any last minute uh, or any last comments you want to say to um, our listeners? Well, if I could just plug my stuff for a second. Yeah, if you go don't ahead. Mind. Yeah. Um, if you are interested in more about video games, I write every day on my blog, which is at lioreblog.com. Um, and you can also find my podcast there, too, which is Cat Context Podcast. And we talk about games. So that's yeah. it. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, go check out Jessica's blog and her podcast. Great. Thanks a lot. All right. Have a great day. Bye. Visit our page, tinyurl.com slash 604. Like us on Facebook. 
ESV Social Meetup on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com ESV Social. Rate and review the Extremely Shy podcast in the iTunes store. The better ratings and reviews the podcast gets, the more exposure leads to more people potentially coming out to group events for you to meet. Bye, everybody, and stay tuned for our outtakes. Yeah, all right. So, uh, so uh, listeners, uh, never mind. I'll just uh, talk to you guys later. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we'll we'll stop recording now. And um, I will have to tell you when I'm done. Or the magic of editing. I'll tell you <laughs> later on when I'm done. <laughs> nice. Okay.